Next on BYU Sports Nation, who is the defensive star for 2016 BYU football? Let's all make the call today. Defensive line coach Steve Kafusi may have some input on that. In fact, we're two-on-one with both Steve and Corbin Kafusi today. That's right. Corbin will join us. How will he impact the BYU defense right away? And how about two BYU teams in the nation's top ten? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, August 31st. Wednesday. The finale of August. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the pride of McClanahan Lane and West Jordan. Jerem Jordan. I don't know. We had some pretty cool people on McClanahan Lane. We had the Allisons. We had the uh, Camps. There was a good crew on McClanahan Lane back in uh, West Jordan. West Jordan. <laughs> we were hungry. By the way, uh, have you ever heard about the anchor name thing? We've done this a few yeah, times yeah, on the yeah. show. I have, yeah. Okay, and so here's, I, I, here's how it works. It. You take your middle name, and then you take the name of the street yes. that you grew up on. Okay, so my middle name's Tate. Mm-hmm. And the... Than uh, McClanahan. So Tate, newsman Tate McClanahan. Tell me that doesn't sound like the That's perfect a, newsman name. And I like yours too. Yes, my middle name is Kent, and I grew up on 1300 North. So, so that's a, for, for Utah residents, it's all like Northeast, South. Yes, yes. <laughs> my name is Kent North, alongside Tate McClanahan. Listen, play this game with your family. It's super <laughs> awesome. It really is. Yeah, we have some good. That fun was probably with that. our most popular Twitter question back in the day when we just did uh, the radio. Radio. It only? was on radio only. BYU Radio. Now that it's on TV, uh, we're we're much more buttoned up. Yeah, if you have if you be. have a fun there's, anchor name, send it in. Use the hashtag BYUSN. There's no juvenile hijinks anymore. It's just <laughs> like straight shooting on BYU TV now. Which leads us to this. ESPNU did a segment where the host <laughs> said a name and then the analyst had to declare whether that player was a fake name or fake or real football player. Okay, so think if you're a BYU fan right now, think which name would you submit as a fake potentially uh, a potentially fake, fake football name, player, okay? yeah. Squally Canada. Squally Canada. <laughs> Squally Canada. Squally Canada. I love that. Was name. brought up. What a great Canada's his last name. Squally is a nickname. Yes. Yeah, Alongside obviously. Tate McClanahan, I'm Kent North. With Squally Canada in sports. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Defensive line coach Steve Kafusi telling the media that senior nose tackle Travis Tuiloma is about a month away from playing. That furthered the conversation from Kalani Sitake. He said he was a game day decision. Well, now it appears he's out for a well, month. Well, Steve let the cat out of the bag, didn't yep. he? Yep, more from Steve and his son Corbin Kafusi <laughs> coming up later in the show. There is some news from the Big 12. Let's go to the Update Center. Decision 2016. A Big 12 expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. Guys, according to Mark Blotchin of the TMGCollegeSports.com website, the Big 12 has narrowed. They've given out roses. Their list of potential expansion candidates. According to the report, the finalists include BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, Memphis, Yukon, Central Florida, South Florida, and two other unnamed AAC schools. Back to studio. Thank you, Ben Bagley. And yes, BYU will accept that rose, Bob Bowlesby. <laughs> oh my goodness. Can you imagine? They're like, nah, we're good. We love independence. Seriously, can you imagine? this? If this were a TV show, it would be 
Big 12, The Bachelor, Big 12. Kind of a TV show. It's it's a digital program. of Like, socially, it's being discussed a lot, right? It made it on this TV show. So. I'm envisioning all 20 athletic directors in, standing in front of Bob Bowlesby, and he's like, uh, Tom Homo of BYU, will you accept this rose? Yeah. Y- you yes, know, thank you. know you. who didn't get a rose yesterday, according to this report? Well, ECU <laughs> published, uh, I think they tweeted and said, yeah, we didn't make it. But from, from this report, they released a statement. But from this report, it sounds like Boise State and Colorado State are out. So no Mountain West teams at all. No one in the Mountain Time Zone at all but Brigham. When in the world are they going to decide? Good I, grief. It's, it's been 43 days. It's been six weeks and one day. I think that it may take a little bit. In fact, Chuck Carlton of Dallas Morning News says, a date to be aware of is October 17th as the Big 12 Board of Directors have scheduled a meeting that day. So for those, remember when it first happened, people thought it would move quick? I said, it will take at least three weeks. It's been six weeks in one day. And it's August 31st, and we're talking about maybe maybe into October. October 17th. I won't be shocked if in the next couple of weeks they figure it out and announce it. But don't be shocked if it goes into October. All the BYU fans, ah, I didn't do it now. They're being very calculated and trying to make a good decision there. So I don't blame them. This is the, the conference... Uh, you know, future is at stake here with this expansion. And there's football on Saturday, so let's just focus yeah, on that. Yeah, who cares? You have games. Also, let's focus on BYU women's soccer, who jumped up four spots to number 10 in the NSCAA coaches poll after beating fifth-ranked Penn State Friday. The Cougars host Tennessee this Friday on BYU TV. Two top 10 teams, Jerem. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, McKenna Miller of uh, number 10, Women's volleyball will join us coming up as well. We know TV information for the men's basketball game against Colorado on December 10th. Now the game will be on ESPN2. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Star power. When you think of star power for BYU football in 2016, it doesn't take long for the names Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and Tanner Mangum to rise to the surface. No surprise, offense garners headlines, highlights, and glory. Football fans love offense. It's fun to watch big plays and touchdowns. But what about the defenders? Oft overlooked, but as a unit, every bit is crucial to a football team. And what about the BYU defense in 2016? There's star power there for sure, but if you had to pick one and do so, answer today's Twitter question. Who will be the beef defense? Let's start that over. Who will be the defensive star for BYU in 2016? The first tweet, at Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Harvey Longy is going to have a heyday coming off the end. He will put tremendous pressure on the QB. Sack City. Mm, okay. So Harvey Longy. Let's be Longy. careful not to use that. that the, Utah used Sack Lake City, didn't Yeah, they? we won't do that. Yeah, let's not do that. Sack Town, maybe? Cougar <laughs> Town? No, that didn't work either. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Early candidates include who Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94 has gone with, Harvey Longy. He's mm. been brought up by a number of his defensive coaches. They're excited about what he can do as a defensive end making the transition from linebacker. Another guy, Fred Warner. Kai Nakua was receiving a Heisman vote early in the season from one reporter last year after his 
high number of interceptions early in the season and housing that football against Boise State. Those guys have made plays. Kai and Harvey are captains for a reason. I'd throw in Travis Tuiloma if he weren't out for a month. So those are guys that have been mentioned a lot, Jerem. Mm-hmm. Who are you going with as your star? Fred Warner is such a playmaker. He's my pick. I think that Harvey Lange could have a major impact off the edge. I think Kainakua is a playmaker as well. But remember, Kainakua had three uh, against Boy State. He had the one against UCLA. And then he was pretty quiet after that. Did have the pick six against Fresno State. But meanwhile, you overlook these kind of stats for Fred Warner, okay? He, and I'll lay these out in a sec, but he's 6'4", 230, NFL body, four-star prospect, big get for BYU. I believe he's going to have a big year for the Cougars. In fact, one stat really sticks out from last year, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Fred Warner had 11 and a half tackles for loss in his sophomore season. You remember all these comparisons to Kyle Vannoy? He looks like him physically, like when he's out there running around. There was a picture on, what, day one of fall camp I tweeted out. I said, oh, my goodness, that looks like Kyle Vannoy, yes. like his face does um, through the helmet. Kyle Vannoy as a sophomore had seven tackles for loss. Fred had four and a half more as a sophomore. Kyle Vannoy made the leap to 22 tackles for loss in his junior year. <laughs> I'm not saying Fred Warner and got drafted in the second round. I'm not saying Fred Warner goes up to 22, but I think he gets at least 15 at 75 tackles. Last year, he had 67 tackles, 11 and a half tackles for loss, 10 in the last seven games, by the way. So he was quiet the first six. Four, t- four sacks, two interceptions, four uh, fumble recoveries. I think he is an amazing player, and he's going to have a fantastic year uh, this season. I think he's going to rack up a bunch of stats. Fred Warner, baby. Fred Warner brings some serious star power to that linebacking core. I am going with Harvey Longy just because I feel like the ceiling for him on the defensive line is so high. Right now, the coaches are already excited and impressed with what he's doing, and he hasn't even been playing the position that long. So imagine what he can do when he's facing top-level competition and getting better week after week after week. Kalani Sataki already compared him to a guy he used to coach who was drafted in the second round of the NFL recently, Nate Orchard. I mean, that, that's quite the comparison. That's a, that's a high praise from the head ball coach. In a 4-3 defense on the edge, he can wreak some serious havoc. And you brought this up this morning, Jerem. BYU will have a true speed rush, and can you imagine Harvey getting pressure on one side when a quarterback drops back to pass, and so the quarterback is then forced to look to the other side, and you're dealing with six foot ten or six foot nine, depending on who you talk to, Corbin Kufusi, who could bat a pass down on the other side. I think it's a tremendous setup. Meanwhile, yeah, Fred Warner may be blitzing off an edge as well, or in the flats, lurking. He's a ball hawk. You remember his pick six as a freshman at Boise State? That was a heck of a, a grab. He's a tremendous player. So I, I think those are clearly the top two. Um, I think Kainuku is in the mix as well, though. Like you mentioned, he is a ball hawk, former quarterback in high school. In fact, earlier this week, he did mention he played in the state semifinal and state championship games against Arizona quarterback Anu Solomon, and Kainukua lost both those games. He was the quarterback and a safety on defense, and so that's a little wrinkle to this Saturday's matchup as well. In Arizona against Anu Solomon, both guys from Vegas, by the way. How about some guys that are off the radar for the BYU defense in 2016? Starting with Michael Davis. Elisa Tuiaki, the defensive coordinator, said earlier this week in, you know, and I'm, some, I'm paraphrasing here, Michael Davis can play in the NFL. He thinks that he has the, yeah. the talent to play at the next level. It's quite the statement, um, especially at BYU where 
the past several years, it's been harder to produce those kind of guys. Although Robertson Daniel is with the Packers right now, actually played in a playoff game in the University of Phoenix Stadium, by the way. The last game played in that stadium featured a couple of Cougars. I just realized it's Robertson Daniel for the Packers and Alani Fua. There you go. Awesome. Another dark horse contender, the other half of the Warner Brothers, Troy Warner. He's a four-star guy. Everybody knows what he brought in terms of hype out of high school, went to Oregon initially, but then said he wanted to come to – committed to Oregon, yeah. Said he wanted to come to BYU and play with his brother, Fred. Okay, he'll be tested. Because he is a freshman, that will be on the scouting report. He will have more opportunities to make plays because they will go after the young guy. Week one, Arizona throws the rock a lot. I mean, they, they are a run-first team, but they can, they can chuck it, so prepare yourself. And what about Butch Pau? In terms of consistency and a guy, I mean, he's been preparing to play this position since he was six, right? Yeah, and, so, and he's at BYU, so he's, what, 32? So it's been <laughs> 26, 26 years. years, right? The what? middle linebacker generally racks up a ton of tackles. Can Butch Pau have a big-time year kind of like Wani Unga did a few years back? Yeah, I, I think that he could have a bunch of tackles and be a guy where you're like, hey, he's a super solid tackler. I don't see him as a playmaker per se, but when a guy gets to the, the first level and meets Butch Pau, I hope that Butch introduces himself in a forceful way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello there. Why, hello. I am Butch Pau. My name is Butch. Prepare to be tackled. One of the more intriguing players on the BYU defense is Francis Bernard, who was playing running back last Francis year. Francis Bernard? <laughs> yes. Super athletic. Because he played running back, he will have some advantages mentally to get ahead of the play. And behind in that he's got to be on the other side of that, right? So there are two angles to that. But I, I think that uh, Fr- Francis Bernard could be a good player. I like, the, I like the starters for BYU. There are always questions about the backups in any form of life. Even at your job, you're like, okay, our starters are solid. Do we have good backups in these areas? You'll try and develop those. But I, I think that this will be a good test for BYU initially. Because of the tempo and speed that Arizona plays at. Remember, go fast, go hard. Arizona, Rich Rod, my goodness. This, this guy is one of the innovators of the spread offense. Run first. And so it's going to be quick. I think BYU plays a lot of guys. But these guys that we listed, Ansem, Hanson Taniello uh, as well. One of those Logan guys. Taele. Logan Taele. I think that all of those guys need to be solid, solid players. And some need to be stars and playmakers in order for BYU to have an eight-plus win kind of season because of the schedule. I'm glad the BYU's on this side of the defensive conversation where, honestly, I feel pretty confident in what BYU puts on the field because they have experience and they've got some moxie. Then there's the Arizona defense, which apparently is not getting much love from at least one Arizona beat writer who yesterday described the Arizona defense as... The worst in the Pac-12 and maybe the worst since the 1950s in a sinking ship. That told to 1280 zone in Salt Lake City. Is it really what? that bad for Arizona? That's okay. You remember how I've said they stink? If an Arizona beat writer is saying that, and, and they have a new DC and maybe a new scheme and whatnot, so they could turn it around in game one, but you're not going to turn it around and be like a top 10 defense right away. A sinking ship? They're going to be stinkish in game one. They're just, they hope to stink less. Hey, we'll find out <laughs> what they do in just a few days. Countdown to the Wildcats. Three days away. Huge smile. Three. It doesn't feel <laughs> real. It's like, what? Three. It's August 31st. KVN. Let's go, man. Countdown to the Wildcats is three days away. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question, who will be the defensive star 
for BYU in 2016 at BYU Fan 1995. Says Corbin Kafusi, I think he will get more and more playing time as he continues to sack quarterbacks and deflect passes. Speaking of Corbin Kafusi, how tall is he? And how does he expect to make an impact on the field right now? He joins us on BYU Sports Nation next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. The conversation happening right this very moment on Twitter. All you need to do is follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN when you share your opinions. BYU TV is always on demand. You can always download the uh, application. BYU Radio has an app as well. You can download those. And, of course, you can watch and listen to BYU Women's Soccer coming up Friday night, 9 Eastern time. It's the tenth, now 10th-ranked Cougars take on Tennessee. The, the plot of Power 5 opponents against BYU in this tough non-conference schedule continues. Check it out Friday night. I love Twitter so much and the immediacy of responses from BYU Sports Nation. So we've talked about a couple of things, uh, one being anchor names. Okay, which is your middle name and the name of the street that you grew up on. At Reed Beats, he tweets in, his anchor name is Avon Evanwood. Man, that's gold. (laughs) Avon Evanwood with the weather. And there is from at Rig Matthew, Ray Deadwood. Ray Deadwood with city crime. (laughs) Right? right? Yes, on the crime beat. What does the police chief have to say now? (laughs) Let's go to Ray Deadwood. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, our Twitter question today. Who will be the defensive star for BYU in 2016 at Kip Kent says defensive star by committee will be Longy Davis. Which Davis? I'm assuming Michael Davis and not Akile Davis? Probably. And the Warner Brothers. That's all, folks. <laughs> I'm just reading the tweet, okay? I, yeah, I, I think you need some guys that really stick out, right? You need to have a few guys. Like, it's when you have a good defense, there's a clear kind of this is the best guy and these are some other really good guys with it. At Googs53, I'm excited to see Fred Warner. He's had a healthy offseason for the first time, point Googs53. He'll be ready to go. I th- yeah, I, I think he was ready to go last year. If he can produce what he did last year, I think that's a good season. I think he'll do even better. He's a junior. He did that as a sophomore. I mean, he's. I, I think Fred Warner's a guy that could be drafted, a linebacker that could be drafted for BYU. And what if, what if Corbin Kafusi, who has made the transition from basketball now to football and worked his way onto the depth chart? Coaches have said he's ahead of where we expected him to be. We anticipate he'll see significant field time because he is on the two-deep depth chart. We are two, with the twos. Yes. We are two-on-one with Corbin Kafusi from practice. One of these is not like the other. Because he plays Division One college football, and he also stands almost a foot taller than both Jeremy and myself, Corbin <laughs> Kafusi. Corbin, you're playing football now, and I think some people are still trying to get used to that. Uh, do you feel like you've made the full mental transition? You know, I'm, there's still things I'm getting used to, but I love it. You know, every time I walk out, I'm like, wow, I really do love playing this sport. So it's fun out here. That was the original plan, uh, but you were an offensive lineman, so you, this isn't your first time out here. What's the difference between this time and when you first started playing football? Um, the difference is a little bit of weight, and I'd say because I was an offensive lineman, it's weird. I'm playing exactly opposite of what I was doing. And so now instead of having to protect the quarterback, now I'm trying to kill him. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit more fun on the, the defensive side, I'd say. Why is that? Just because it's all instinctive. You know, you can kind of be a wild man. You don't really, you know, you can mess up, 
But as long as you go hard, you never really mess up. And this fits into your mantra, wild man. You've always been the wild man, right? <laughs> I, you know, I'd like to think of myself as a wild man, but <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> How do you feel physically now that you've put on, I think you said 15 pounds, and, and you're being asked to do new things that you had to put off for a while? At first, you know, just the whole gaining of the weight was, it's always hard to kind of switch your diet and the, the way you work out and whatnot, but our team here is so great at getting things going that, you know, everything's feeling pretty, pretty natural right now. You know, usually a lot of, sometimes when you gain weight, it can be hard to get used to the body type, but I always like being thicker, so to say, and so it's been really nice. What's it been like to, to gain that weight and what were some of the things that you'd eat and your, your diet and whatnot? I ate everything. You know, I tried to stay pretty healthy, just a lot of sweet potatoes, rice, and chicken or something like that. And I remember I was trying to eat like 7,000 calories a day. And <laughs> was, Michael Phelps thinks that's a lot, dude. It, it's, it's a lot. Like, I remember just in class, at first my, my schoolmates were like, why is this guy was eating in class? And then they felt bad because they'd see my face because this was like mil six and I'm just... <laughs> I'm just pounding it at the end. Like, are you nauseous when you have to eat a ton like that or anything? Yeah, it loses its flavor after like the third meal of the day, and that's like <laughs> noon, and so you're just you're just kind of forcing it down. Oh my god! I think Taco Bell was the one that introduced fourth meal, Corbin Kafusi. The fourth meal, sixth meal, <laughs> seven thousand calories. Okay, well here we are. You're four days away, or I guess coming up on Saturday, however many days away that is. Uh, you take on Arizona in your first Division One collegiate football game. What kind of a role do you expect to play? from the get-go for this BYU defense? You know, I right now I'm running with the twos, and I'm just, whatever they need. If they need someone to go in there and either, you know, maybe disrupt the quarterback on maybe a third down, or if a guy goes down and they need someone to kind of rush a little bit, that's something I'll, I'm happy and ready to do. Whatever they need me to do, I'll do it. I think special teams with field goal blocks and stuff like that as well, PATs, do a little help there too. What has Bronson said to you, um about playing on the football team and, and blocking kicks because he led the country in blocked kicks. He, he doesn't say much, you know, he, does, he doesn't say, oh, there's a secret technique. He just, <laughs> he just always tells me he can't get more than me. And so it's, it's the motivation, <laughs> you know, kind of the competition between us. How much has he helped you in terms of advice and transitioning from basketball to football? Maybe what's the best bit of advice he has given to you in that regard? Um, he's, he's helped a ton. Like I would say he's probably one of the probably the main person in helping me with this transition and kind of going through everything with me and more than like a piece of advice just him saying that I could do it was the biggest thing for me because he knows he's been here he's a, he's tall you know and so at first there a lot of people had their doubts and he's like no you can do this and so that's been just the biggest help to me I'll tell you the advice it'd be like when when a guy goes into the paint for a bucket you just hammer him yeah. that's what he'd say right that <laughs> he, was his advice he's too prideful about being the enforcer you know <laughs> against Ke Kelly Olenek who plays for the Celtics <laughs> yeah. um how have you split your time during the summer and then in the fall and then when will you get back into basketball mm -hmm. uh in the summer a lot of it was I do workouts with football in the morning and then in the afternoon try and go get some shots up or play some pickup with the guys but not trying to do too much because you don't want to overwork the body with that kind of stuff. And then as far as transition, I'll just be with the, the football team until the last game. And then once it ends, just switch right over for regular season basketball. Is that after the bowl game or the end of the regular season? I, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure it's after the bowl game, but I'm not quite sure. I think when I get to that point, they'll let me know a little bit more, but just kind of playing it by ear. <laughs> In terms of assessing yourself and what you do, where do you feel like your biggest strength is as an individual football player, and what do you feel like you're working on the most to try and shore up? 
Uh, I think one thing that's nice is about being around 6'10 is just length in general. You know, you don't have to be the heaviest guy or the strongest guy as long as I use my length right, then I can do a lot more things than expected. And so that's probably a strength. And I think one thing that I'm working on a lot is using that strength, being able to use my length in all the right ways. Like I can use it already, but there's a lot more technique that goes into using it. You know, a lot of people have to train themselves to use it. Let's clear something up. On the basketball roster, you're 6'10". On the football roster, you're 6'9". You want to be shorter in football, <laughs> I think, right? You don't want to be a 6'10 guy in football? Hey, uh, what, so what are you? That's <laughs> I am flat-footed. Last time I measured, I was 6'9 and a half. Flat-footed? Yeah. Okay. No uh, shoes. Because some guys will, will like, like Jimmer was 6'2 with shoes on, right? <laughs> yeah, so. So you're 6'11"? No, no, well, I'm not. I'm not that guy. You know? See how defensive he got? You don't want to be tall in football. I'm not that freaky, you know. So you're freaky, but not that freaky. Yeah. yeah. When you take on Arizona and you're dealing with two different quarterbacks, has your game plan defensively changed at all from what you're talking about as you know as a, as a defensive unit and and what the coaches are telling you? Uh, it hasn't changed too much. It's just making sure we we're aware of their two styles, you know. One of them's more of a runner and stuff, and just making sure that we get the zone reads right because they play that a lot. And so not too much change in the quarterbacks, but just being aware of it. Is there a guy in the NFL that you watch that you go, okay, I want to pattern my game after him. He's a little taller. This kind of works for me. Ooh. Your brother. Besides <laughs> your brother. <laughs> that is a hard question because, in fact, my brother just sends me clips of guys every day, hmm. like different dudes in the NFL. And so I can't say I can choose one. I remember growing up, my dad would always be like, oh, you guys should be like Dwight Freeney. And so my brother and I always kind of idolized Dwight Freeney a little bit. All right, Corbin. You get Arizona on Saturday. BYU football kicking off 6'10 and a half. Or 6'9 six, six, nine nine and, and a half, half. flat-footed. Okay. What, whatever it is. We'll find out what the official designation is on Saturday, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the time, Corbin. Hey, thank you very much. Corbin Kafusi. Man, and you, you just put it out on Twitter. We, we look like Sam and Frodo. Interviewing Gandalf. <laughs> Help us get to Mordor, Gandalf! Well, we're standing farther away from the camera on top of him being like a foot taller than us. It's not going to matter. <laughs> it really isn't. How about that, though? So I, I just confirmed what I, what I mentioned. In football, he's listed as 6'9". On the basketball roster, he's listed at 6'10". I think you want to be taller in basketball and you want to be shorter, shorter in, in football. football. But I'm telling you, there are guys who are a little shorter. Everyone's done this in high school, right? You're on the team, you're like, yeah, yeah, you're actually six foot, but you say you're six two. That's called lying, uh, but it's accepted uh, in, in sports. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> That's uh, a lie. It's called a lie. He's listed at six two. It's like, really? Come yeah, on. Yeah. Like Jimmer, Fredette, and I are about the same height. But I'm six foot and he's six two. So, <laughs> Jimmer, hey, <laughs> who will be the defensive star for BYU in 2016? Will it be six nine and a half Corbin Kafusi or somebody else at BYU underscore undefeated? Says Kai Nakua. He's an interception machine, terrorizing our opponents' subpar quarterbacks, <laughs> including Frozen Rosen. He's not subpar. He's, he's really going to good. be the number one pick in 2018 by he's all really accounts. Really good right now. Yeah. And Anu Solomon is a good quarterback, described as slippery. I watched several games of his last year, um, and he's a good player, man. BYU's got his hands full. He's just inconsistent. I'm hoping that he's 
inconsistent against BYU. <laughs> I think he's pretty consistent. Like I, I think he's a good quarterback. I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I think he's a 60% passer. He's a 3,000 kind of guy. He's a high TD to interception ratio kind of guy. Went to the Fiesta Bowl with Arizona as a freshman. He's not even he's not even the year. starter for Arizona, though. Mark it down. He's walking down as a starter. Coming up, freshman volleyball star McKenna Miller. But first, what can we expect from Steve Kafusi and his defensive line and his reaction to Bronson's season-ending injury? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented proudly by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Online, in the store, there's a new Nike section. Check it out. Saturday at 9.30 Eastern Time, we will be live from Glendale, Arizona, in Provo, Utah, to get you ready for BYU and Arizona, the season opener. It's on Countdown to kick off our live one-hour TV pregame show. Dave McCann will be on the scene, on the field, University of Phoenix Stadium. Spencer Linton, uh, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan will be in studio with an audience of 250. If you're local, you want to come hang out, just show up. Uh, you can also reserve a seat if you feel so inclined, BYUtv.org slash audience. We're going to have a ton of fun Saturday. It's going to be awesome. I believe registration has officially closed. Has it? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, that's great. That's great. Knocked it out in two days. Let's fill it up. But, but I'm telling you, if you want to come and hang out, you you can show up. We'll we'll make sure uh, we have space either in the studio or you can still watch it on a, a big screen in another uh, another room. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines, starting with this. Defensive line coach Steve Kafusi told the media senior nose tackle Travis Tuiloma is about a month away from playing. We'll have more from Steve coming up in just a few minutes. There is some news from the Big 12. Let's go to the Big 12 Update Center. Decision 2016. A Big 12 expansion update on BYU Sports Nation. Guys, the Bachelor Big 12 style continues. According to Mark Blanchon of TMGCollegeSports.com, the Big 12 has narrowed its list of possible expansion candidates, finalists, rose getters, whatever you want to call them. According to the report, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, Memphis, Yukon, Central Florida, South Florida, and two other unnamed AAC schools. Back to studio. Some actual news. Well, according to TMGCollegeSports.com. I love that that was perfectly synced with the music. That's what I loved about that. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun-dun! Things back to studio. Inexactness. <laughs> well done. According to Chuck Carlton of the Dallas Morning News, by the way, a date to be aware of in this Big 12 conversation is October 17th, as the Big 12 Board of Directors have scheduled a meeting that day. That's a ways out, right? Six weeks, seven weeks. Woo. It's already been six weeks since yeah. the Big 12 said that they were formally uh, examining expansion or Dave exploring exploring expansion like yeah. the USS Enterprise or something hey BYU women's soccer moved up four spots to number 10 in the NSCAA poll after beating fifth ranked Penn State Friday the Cougars host Tennessee this Friday on BYU TV at 9 Eastern we know TV information for BYU men's basketball against Colorado on December 10th the game will be on ESPN 2 now the second half of our Kafusi connection two on one with BYU Sports Nation at BYU Football Fall Camp, everything from how did Bronson handle his season-ending injury, playing Xbox a ton with Corbin Kafusi, and what he expects from his defensive line in week number one. Here's Steve Kafusi. Coach, you've done this uh, a lot of times in speaking of approaching a first game against Arizona, but this is a brand-new staff. There's an excitement in the air. How has it been from your perspective going from the old staff to the new staff and, and seeing all the changes and the emotions behind what it goes into game number one? 
Oh man, it's um, you know since January, since the change, it's been great. You know, um, get to know the new coaches and uh, get to learn a new scheme. You know, going into spring ball and all the kids are having to learn you know new stuff, new terminology, and uh, you know different way of you know coaching the kids up and the expectations. So it's been great for me and and uh, really been enjoyable just getting to know the other coaching, you know, the coaching staff, the rest of the coaching staff. What else do you have to do to prepare for Arizona uh, on Saturday? I think it's just cleaning up stuff, you know. Usually the first game there's a lot of uh, mental errors being made, you know, and uh, and the kids will obviously improve to the second game from, you know, what they see on film. But, you know, we're just trying to keep it simple, you know, for them so they can execute. Uh, so every day right now is just a, you know high level focus and just to you know clean up you know stuff that little mistakes that they make you know because that could be crucial in a game situation. So yeah, we're just trying to make sure they understand their you know their responsibility, their job, and really execute at a high level. Kalani Satake said Travis Tuiloma, who is an integral part of the defensive line, is a game time decision. And there are some other nicks and bruises along that, that defensive front. How healthy is your defensive line as a whole right now? Uh, you know, earlier uh, when we practiced in you know, early August, you know, we've had some, some injuries where we kept a few guys out, you know, but they're all back now. It's just that they're behind, you know, you know, for two weeks that they've missed. I mean, there's a lot of repetition that they're missing that they needed that. But there's nothing you can do about it, and hopefully they took mental reps while they were on the sideline. And... Um, you know, just the expectation of just, you know, hey, you got to learn this stuff quick. You know, game time's around the corner here. So depending on the effort that they put in and the consistency, you know, will tell me how much playing time they might get, you know. With that kind of speed uh, of the offense from Arizona, and they were really good last year, uh, do you anticipate playing more guys than you would normally because of the tempo there? Uh, oh, yeah. Person to me is no different than any really, you know, playing anybody. You have you know, we play a four down, and we're gonna prepare, you know, eight guys, and maybe nine, you know, to to ready to sub at any time. But the difference is it's a hurry up offense, right? So uh, I got to do a great job of just when to sub, you know, when to send somebody in. You know, I've I've sent guys in, in the past. Wait, 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 come back, come back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So you know, grabbing, you know, the shoulder back, pulling back, you know. And then, you know, if they're running the ball down, as soon as that ball down, you know, depending how far away it is, you know, go, 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 you know, and yelling the other kid's name out, you know. So I got to do a great job with that. And, um, yeah, just so we don't get caught with 12 guys out there. That, that wouldn't be good. A uh, new addition to the defensive line is your son, Corbin Kafusi. So you might have thought that you were done coaching your son for a while. Now it seems like that's going to be happening for a while again. <laughs> You know, I was actually surprised when Corbin wanted to play football, you know, and uh, I said, I, really, I said, you sure you want to do this? You know, it's time to discourage him from doing that because <laughs> it's just, yeah, I'm looking at him. He's, you know, we always tell him, man, oh, hey, you look anorexic, man. <laughs> but he always came home hungry from basketball, you know, and he said, no, I got to keep my weight down and you know, I got to keep my fat, you know, percent down and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but, you know, it's, it's one thing, you know, what I think, you know, I'm going to let – it's always let you know let your kids do what they want to do and if they're passionate about something you you support them and so it sounds like he wanted to do that and and it really you know I had to work out with the coaches you know coach Kalani was also pushing him to do that and and coach Rose was okay with that as long as he comes back I guess after the season so it all kind of worked out for him that way but uh, if it wasn't for coach uh, Sitaki it probably wouldn't have happened you know and so I had nothing to do with it it was just 
you know like i said you, it's hardcore you know you sure you want to do this but you know why not but i've been actually pleasantly surprised I, okay i think he's gonna be okay you know so he'll have a role in what we do uh you know still a long ways away from where he needs to be but uh, he's enjoying himself out there and and uh, looks like he's he's having fun is it hard not to coach him at home <laughs> you know, we, we rarely talk football when we're home, but every now and then I'll remember something you did out in practice. <laughs> then I'll say it, you know, maybe what we're doing, you know, hey, Court, make sure you're closing. You know, you got to close, work on your close technique. You know, don't go far, too far upfield. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dad, you know. <laughs> That's some potatoes. Yeah, yeah, that was it, you know. Anyways, <laughs> now, you know, they got the film on their iPads. They can go home and watch it, you know, and so mm -hmm. forth. And um, sometimes they'll ask me questions about things, you know. When I'm sleeping, he comes into our room. Dude, I'm trying to sleep here. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> we know with that hide, obviously, you want him to bat balls down, you want him to block kicks, that kind of thing. What else does he do well already? <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it's uh, deceiving because, you know, you think he's, like, slow out there, but he's actually covering a lot of ground, you know, when he decides to run. So that's something that, you know, you, you notice on the film. And uh, he's, a little, he's a little thinker. He's a little thinker that way compared to Bronson, you know. He, I mean, he's articulate about learning the stuff. So I, I notice he really puts a lot of thought into learning the plays and, and what he should be doing, the details, you know, the technique and so forth. So um, that I've, I've noticed, you know. So, yeah. What makes you most excited about the defensive front that you bring back this year? Oh, man. You know, I just uh, – I think young kids – you know, you get excited because they might have not played that much last year, but you're so excited to see them have a bigger role this year. You know, so, you know, it's just like, you you know, you, you coach him for so many years and you see him move on and be men and, you know, get married and have a family and come back. You're just so happy to see them because they've done all those things that you hoped that they would do, you know. And so you get to be a part of that. And so, yeah, as a young player coming in, you know, just the excitement of, okay, new year, you've had a taste of it last year. Let's see, you know, what you can bring to the table this year. How big of a role do you want? And so I think that's – and then even the experienced guys, you knowing that they're good players, you know, they're going to be that much better this year, right, be a leader uh, on the team and, and so forth. You know, guys like Travis and, and uh, Logan – uh, Tyler, you know, they're, I mean, they're, they've been there, done that, you know, and so, and they're good. I mean, you can tell the difference when Logan's in there. Yeah, so, but, but again, the young guys are getting a lot of reps, you know, they're getting better. So, yeah, just excited for the improvement that shows up. Harvey Longy has been a topic of conversation because he has apparently had a good fall camp as a uh, end rusher. What can you say about his, his uh, skill set there? Yeah, I'm excited that uh, you know we'll get the, I'll get the coach Harvey because he has that little those attributes you look for. You know, he's got a motor, you know, and uh, he's physical, and uh, he doesn't have to think so much, you know, out there compared to a linebacker, you know, where he was at. So um, I think he'll, you know, expect some big things out of Harvey. I think he'll have a great year. Bronson suffered an unfortunate injury as he begins his NFL career. Uh, what is what is his mentality and attitude like right now as as he tries to make it to the next level, but you know had the the unexpected setback. Yeah, you know he, he had a setback. You know, big. You know, had the ACL back in high school, and uh, so he's been through that. He's you know little injuries along the way, but I've been pleasantly surprised the way he handled it. You know, it was like when it happened, it was like you feel sorry as a dad. I just switch gear in my mind. Okay, let's get the surgery, start healing up. Okay, get ready. In springtime, I should be healthy to go. So that's kind of where he was at, you know. And even though, yeah, sad, and 
you know, he was doing well and had a role, but uh, you don't have control over that stuff. So what you do have control, your mindset and attitude, how you respond to the things. So he's been handling that well, you know. Probably playing way too much Xbox <laughs> with Corbin. I don't know how they call it, but, you know, they're on there a lot, you know. <laughs> so I wish it was Corbin's playbook. <laughs> In the past, the rhetoric with the 3-4 was, okay, those D linemen, they're going to plug up some holes, draw some linemen, and then the linebackers will come and make plays. Now there's four defensive linemen. How does that change maybe the expectations from the numbers your guys might produce? Yeah, you know, we're all playing, uh, you know, what they call one gap, you know, and everybody has shaded on our the main, uh, the front that we're playing. So, yeah, everybody's got a chance. But there are still times I expect my guys to don't just let people fly up to the next level. You know, they're supposed to get their hands on them and slow them down, especially the guy that they're shaded on. Okay, yeah, there's still times you got to do that. But other than that, you know, we just got to, you know, a lot more is expected up, up front, you know, those guys to make plays, yeah. What kind of expectations do you have for this team this year? I know you want to win every game and you're prepared to win every game. But what, what are you expecting as a, as a coach, knowing that sometimes it takes time for things to click and for new offensive schemes and defensive yeah. schemes to, to take hold? Either way, I'm excited, you know, because a new scheme, new coaching staff. Uh, the kids are excited, you know, for, for those things. And, uh, yeah, I just don't – my mind's always very – optimistic about you know positive about the outlook and things and even when things don't go right you know you just learn to you know work yourself through it and so you know those are just things you try to teach your kids that you're around you know to uh, you know persevere through hard times and you know work it out and so forth but I'm really excited for this team uh, I, yeah I just man it's gonna be a fun year you know so we we need to take it up another notch. You know, they say, well, raise the bar. Yeah, yeah well, we got to raise the bar here in football. And that's what we've done this year. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. All right, the six, nine and a half, Corbin Kafusi and his dad. My right arm is sore, man. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Have given when, Jeremy a workout. Why am I the workout? only one sweating here? Jeez. <laughs> Holding the microphone up. <laughs> it's great to talk to you, Coach. Good luck against hey, thanks. Arizona. Thanks for having me. Steve Kafusi, the defensive line coach, he and his boys three days away from taking the field against Arizona. Can you believe it? I, seriously, no. my right arm was so sore, especially with 6'9 Corbin. Like, <laughs> Up next, why Paul Lisicke's chances of making an NFL roster on the Chicago Bears just increased. But next, how freshman McKenna Miller helped BYU jump into the top ten. This is BYU Sports Nation. Baller! BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern sharp. And the great thing about After Further Review, it's, it's it was on last night, but if you missed it, uh, it is on demand as well. But you can watch it coming up right after this at 1 p.m. Eastern time as the guys break down BYU in Texas 2013, some of the tendencies of one Taysom, touchdown hill, and of course they preview the game against Arizona. Check it out right after this, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Yes, Brian Logan and David Nixon are as close to a football field as they will ever, ever be again in their lives. <laughs> oh, jeez. Jeez. Shot fired, man. <laughs> wow. Joining us now in Studio B is freshman outside hitter. And somebody who had a fantastic weekend for BYU Women's Volleyball, McKenna Miller. McKenna, oh, welcome yeah. to Studio B. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. You have already won the award for best facial expressions <laughs> of the year That's after good. the weekend. First first tournament, and I already am, have that set. So. <laughs> 
That's all you need, honestly. That's what you wanted to start the season, right? It wasn't, hey, 51 kills, three wins. It was, I need to be known for facial expression. Yes. Yeah, that and the Black Eyed Peas. That and the Black Eyed Peas. What's your favorite Black Eyed Peas song? I can't pick one. Oh, that, that was like the death look. She's like, how dare you ask See, me to pick one song? we got another facial expression. <laughs> we got yeah. another one. I'm full of them, clearly. I just whip them out. Okay. I don't know. But, but it's... It's before the Ohio State match this week. You're like, I need to get in the zone. What's the track you're playing? Shoot. I don't know. Let's get it started. Let's get yes. it started. Yes. You can't go wrong with that. No. You can't. 100% That's such a positive. good one. I listen to it all the time. You're Before a freshman, you? and you're being asked to play a huge role already on this BYU team. I mean, at what point did you think, okay, I, I could see some significant court time? Um, I don't know. I feel like during practices they were like mixing up lineups and stuff and everyone's competing and everyone was doing well so I wasn't like I never came in like oh I'm starting you know like um and then after or the last week they started getting the final like six players to start on the same side and that was I had a good idea at that point I guess I don't <laughs> you're yeah, feeling pretty around. good it's like, looking good I'm with <laughs> the ones so yeah yeah okay. well take me uh to a moment during those matches where you thought, hey, I'm playing college volleyball, and this is going pretty well. You had a great weekend. You have 51 kills. In fact, in the third match, you didn't have any errors on 18 swings. That's fantastic. Thank you. I don't, I don't know. It's just like I feel like it was more like a college impact when I first came in because they've all been playing, and it's like holy, like I'm playing college. But I feel like because we had like double days and stuff, it was not as big as a transition as I thought it was or like – I was more used to playing with college. I mean, you hit against Amy and Whitney in practice. Like, I feel like they're two of the best blockers in the country. So when you're coming into games, it's like I've, I've hit against them. I can hit against other teams. Yeah, you're, well. you're almost true. relieved to be lining up yeah. against not It's, it's really good having them on our, our side of the net. <laughs> not Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that crowd um, on Friday night against Utah Valley. That was nuts. Almost 5,000 people. That was crazy. What yeah. are you thinking when you're like, uh, okay? Uh. I don't know. Like you see it and you hear about it at the field house. Everyone talks about it, but I don't feel you really get the feel of it until you're like on the court and you're like, holy cow, there are so many people. Like, but I feel I don't know, the energy like helped that game like immensely. You can tell in Rice, we didn't have the same energy as when we did Friday night. And that's just so cool to be a part of. And like, it's cool going everywhere or BYU has like such big fans everywhere. So even if it's away games, it's going to be like, that big of not that big but there's a lot of support at other schools too what did you hear about the smithfield house before you played in it that it gets packed i don't know like i'd seen it on tv you know people behind when they're serving the rock and like the faces and stuff it's way cooler seeing it in person like you're like they're cheering for us that's way cool <laughs> yeah baby uh peyton dastard but the men's uh, basketball team was in there too he was having a great time okay this weekend huge weekend at ohio state it's a tremendous team. That's where the Final Four will be this year for women's volleyball. Uh, Wyoming and LIU Brooklyn. What do you guys expect in weekend number two? Um, just a lot of competition. Like that's our goal is each just like win each game at a time and going out and competing. And Heather says a lot like it doesn't matter what the score is. Like we need to go out and play and get better. And that's what we've been working on. And so it'll be fun to see us go out there at an away game and put to like everything we've been practicing. The number ten team in the country. And by the way, you have officially been dubbed MC Hammer 
Now on BYU Sports Nation, yeah, as well baby. as a live volleyball broadcast. I learned something, though. Your dad said that he was the one that first thought of that, but your mom relayed that message to me after a game, and so now, now it's happened. I don't know. I, I told them not to. I said, <laughs> I said, you have to earn a nickname. You can always be like, call her this. That is not acceptable. But Listen, I think, I think when, you, when, you had your, when you had your first kill like on the three meter line, I was like, okay, yeah, we can, we can <laughs> call her MC Hammer. And last Thursday, Spencer Toomey was like, McKenna Miller's good, watch. Called it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> McKenna, great to have you. We need you to sign our flag. You can sign it right now if you want. Perfect. We want your autograph. All right. Thank McKenna you. Miller, what a weekend for the freshman kids. outside hitter on Brigham Young University women's volleyball. She should wear some hammer pants or something on campus. That'd be amazing. <laughs> How would Heather Olmsted feel about that? <laughs> Up next, the Cougar Whip Round, including Cougars in the NFL. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Oh, oh, whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Steve Kafusi told the media senior nose tackle Travis Tuiloma is about a month away from playing. Athletics. CMGCollegeSports.com reporting the Big 12 has narrowed its list of possible expansion candidates down to BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, Memphis, Yukon, Central Florida, South Florida, and two other unnamed AAC schools. Sorry, Boise State and East Carolina and Colorado State and others and Arkansas State. According to Chuck Carlton of Dallas Morning News, a date to be aware of is October 17th as the Big 12 Board of Directors have a meeting scheduled that day. The final rose. Soccer. Cougars moved up four spots to number 10 in the NSCAA poll after beating fifth-ranked Penn State on the road last Friday. The Cougars host Tennessee this Friday at Southfield live on BYU TV. Men's basketball. We know TV information for the matchup with Colorado on December 10th. The game will be on ESPN2. Cougars in the NFL. Paul Lasike survived Tuesday cuts nice. and is the only fullback currently on the Chicago Bears roster. And Bronson Kafusi, broken ankle, and Wani Unga are on the injured reserve. Meaning Cougars in the minors. Meaning they can't play for the first six weeks of the season. Mm. But Bronson is out for the season. Yeah. Adam Lawa won for four last night in the minor leagues with a run. For the AA Jackson Generals. We are loaded the rest of the week as we build up to BYU game day. Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports will talk to us about a lot of stuff, the matchup with Arizona, Big 12, and whatnot. Lamont Lovett, the Arizona radio analyst, will join us, tell us just how bad that defense is. <laughs> and Joe Davis of Fox Sports 1, he's the play-by-play on the game. He'll talk to us. And Ashley Hatch, the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, she scored five goals already for BYU in three games. A sink- loaded! A sinking ship? Goodness. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? Bob Bowlesby. BYU's in the final nine, baby. Because <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> the final the nine. final nine. I was in the final nine. Yay. <laughs> Who will be the defensive star for BYU in 2016? Our elite tweet of the day from at HistoryGeek1776. Says Kai Nakua. He's see all, he knows all. He's the Cobra Kai. Oh! Swift leg. <laughs> Thanks to Corbin and Steve Kafus and McKenna Miller and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Dev Duke. After further review is next.